Welcome back to the Breathing Space podcast and Substack. I'm your host, Liz, a fellow human being who's just on this journey to reconnect and choose to be myself over and over and over again. And along that journey and in this space here, we look at how food and our connection with our body and our breath all relates to all the intersections between them in discovering and investigating and accepting who we really are. So in today's episode, I'm going to be diving into the myth of more. I already published an article on this on Substack titled The Myth of More, and I've been talking about it on Instagram with friends and really practically applying this to my day-to-day life and it's really brought forth this idea of what's important to me what's meaningful to me how do I want to live my life and and act in alignment with that this is really a concept of determining who you are what you want and what's important to you in your life and I think a lot of what we do in our day-to-day lives and what's marketed to us is a distraction from this very idea and we kind of buy into or we're sold at the very least whether or not we buy into it whether or not we're consciously aware of it that if we have more things if we have more brands if we have more money if we have more stuff (laughs) whatever it might be we're going to have more happiness we're going to have more I don't know, pride and look at all that I've accomplished. And I just get this image of like a Scrooge McDuck character who's got hordes of gold piled around them. Or let's say you're in a closet, like a celebrity walk-in giant closet with all these shoes and dresses and you're just sitting there and you're still unhappy. You're like Scrooge. There's no friends and family around. And yeah, I have a lot of money. I have a lot of things. And I don't have fulfillment. I don't have meaning. And it's almost like I experienced this through weight loss, but I think it's the same kind of mechanism of, yeah, I lost all this weight. I've got this quote-unquote desirable body. And yet now I'm even more afraid of gaining it back, of losing the money that I've accumulated, losing the beautiful things, the status that I perceive, whether weight loss the clothing that you wear, the jewelry you wear, the car you drive, the house you live on. I'm afraid of losing that because then I lose my status, then I lose my importance and all that sort of thing. And yet there's an emptiness to this. There's an emptiness to having all this stuff. Hey, if you're more of like a materialistic person and having all these things brings long-lasting meaning to your life, All right, this is obviously not the message for you. This is just what I've noticed in my own life of, yes, coming from a very privileged place of I do have a lot of things and access to resources that others don't. And that is not what I found meaning in. I've actually had this shift over the last little while, couple months or longer, where money has been tighter. You know, with the interest rates going up, it's really affected the day-to-day life of my partner and I and we've been forced to kind of make some lifestyle changes and I could easily have looked at this and at times I did as a hindrance as 
a challenge, you know, we don't have the convenience of just purchasing something automatically all the time. And I've had to look at, and I've started cooking from scratch more as like one of the practical things. I've started, you know, baking bread at home. Maybe not a huge cost saver, but it is one. I started making my own kombucha because kombucha is ridiculously expensive. I started fermenting foods as a result, like um, cleaning the house, grooming the dog rather than taking her out to be groomed. And, and just these little things. Going to Facebook Marketplace because we bought a house. We've been here almost a year now. And there were like literally empty rooms. <laughs> but we didn't have the money to buy new expensive pieces of furniture. That's a larger investment using Facebook Marketplace. Having friends and family donate or I had grandparents who moved and they gave me what is now the furniture for my front room. And I love it. And it's like it came out of love and the creativity of, you know, I'm decorating the house. I don't want to buy new decorations. And so creating displays from things from nature or secondhand or repurposing things I already had in my house. And being, this is really delved deep into, well, what is a priority to me? How can I make that happen still, even if money, you know, is now an object? Before, maybe it wasn't an object, now it is an object. And so I've really discovered some things about myself. It's been a really beautiful process in the end. I found my passion for cooking again, which is something that I had thought that I had lost to my disordered eating and my body image struggles. And it's back now and I'm experimenting and cooking and baking and fermenting and doing all these things. And I wouldn't have necessarily stumbled across that. And this is like years I had gone from being obsessed with food to completely restricting food to being apathetic. In my recovery, I got really apathetic towards food. Like, yeah, I would get notice I was hungry. I got my hunger signals back, but I didn't have cravings for things. I wasn't excited about food. And so I just... I thought that was the way life was going to be. <laughs> I thought that's what recovery meant. And now I'm really enjoying the process of cooking things. And I can't necessarily buy the expensive baked goods outside anymore. Now I make them for myself. I'm looking up recipes. And it's been a really fun process of discovery. And so just going off of this, like... I think we think we can buy our way out of this self-discovery, out of this process of, you know, if I just pay someone to do this, I don't have to learn it. But there's a joy in learning to do something for yourself. Like, I didn't know how to bake bread. <laughs> I went, I watched some YouTube videos and learned how to do it. And I learned a skill and I felt really, you know, proud of myself, like really empowered. Um, I didn't know how to garden. <laughs> and so I've been learning to garden and weed the garden and take care of it and that nurturing has been really enjoyable and it's like the cycle of always chasing something has been broken for me like I went through most of my life my adult life since I was I don't know let's say 20 my entire 20s I'm turning 32 on Monday September 25th <laughs> so uh, my birthday's in two days at the time of recording this and uh, so I'm in my 30s now. That's the point I was making. In my 20s, I didn't live anywhere longer than two years in a row. One or two years in a row. And that's it. And then I would move on. I would go somewhere else. And it's like 
This cycle of yearning doesn't just happen with money, thinking if we get more, we'll be happier. We're chasing something, constantly chasing the next thing. I buy, you know, one piece of jewelry, then I want two. Or I got one carat of a diamond, then I want two. You know, there's always the next thing. It's the same thing with like, I have the latest iPhone, they'll release another, and then I get that. So there's always a new thing. And this is how they market and make money because they're manufacturing a need where there isn't one, where you're wanting more, 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 more. And so I've kind of dispensed with this and looked at it for now. I want less things, but I want more meaning in my life. And I want more connection in my life rather than just paying someone to do it for me, to take a responsibility, like grooming the dog. I'm putting that responsibility onto someone else, whereas now I do it and it's an extremely connecting experience with me and and my dog. And so it's just finding these ways, finding these certain shifts of, you know, just because I paid for something doesn't mean it's better. Just because it's easier to do that doesn't mean it's better. And I think this is the thing that we have in society is we off-put our own happiness into something outside of ourselves. So if I buy this thing, I'm going to be happy rather than looking at how can I make myself happy? What about my life could maybe shift that would bring happiness to me? You know, like taking five minutes in the morning for me to sit in the sun and drink my tea brings me more happiness than if I were to go out and pay someone to make a tea for me. I don't drink coffee. I don't, it doesn't agree with my body. Um, but if I pay someone to make me a matcha latte, let's say, I'm not as happy as if I do it at home and I take the moment, the time to actually boil the water steep the tea then I put in the sugar and plant milk exactly how I want it then I sit and I enjoy and I reflect in the process there's meaning in that process for me in the slowing down and yeah maybe you're listening and like well I'm someone who constantly does 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 maybe you're a caregiver for a parent or for a child or something and you're constantly looking after others and so the investment of going out and having someone make that for you, caretake, maybe going out to a restaurant's the same thing, like someone's taking care of this for you, maybe then that is an investment. But there's that understanding here that I'm not just doing this mindlessly, automatically, I saw something online that said I need to buy this, I go out and I buy it. There's an awareness, there's been that, that pause to actually investigate what am I receiving from this? You know, because we're not just receiving a meal. We're receiving that loving nature. We're receiving that break from having to do something. We're receiving maybe when you go out to a restaurant, it's something that you don't have the ingredients to make yourself. It's like a specialized cuisine or specialized technique. Um, I don't have a problem with paying for that. There's the awareness, though. One of the things I hate, maybe you're the same, is going out and purchasing something that I could make better myself. It's a huge pet peeve of mine. Um, I mean, of course, there's a caveat here of like, if I'm going out, I'm vegan. And uh, sometimes I'm going out 
for the social interaction, not for the meal. Like I know I'm probably just going to get a side salad and fries because that's the only vegan option. That's one thing or I would eat beforehand. Or now more than ever, I'm starting to suggest things other than eating out as an option. Um, so, you know, maybe we go we have a board games night or we sit around a fire or, hey, I made some kombucha. I draw my different flavors. <laughs> yes, I'm that nerd um but these are all things that find more meaning and so it's having this idea of the myth of more is we think more goods and services are going to make us happy whereas it's like how can we have more meaning instead and detaching from this assumption that if i buy something i'm going to be happier and instead what actually brings you happiness because underneath all this is like getting to know yourself like i said for me going out and buying coffee or tea, in fact, because I don't drink coffee, is not bringing me more meaning or happiness or joy, actually. I feel kind of disappointed afterwards most of the time because I'm kind of particular about how I like my cup of tea. Um, But beyond that, it's getting to know, you know, and make that decision with awareness for myself. And so you get to invite into your life what is going to bring more meaning to your life what is going to make you happier what is you know important to you rather than filling this like endless black hole with stuff it's like opening up the hole which can be uncomfortable and that's where this um, impulse to buy often comes from You know, I have an uncomfortable feeling, so I look for a distraction, whether that's food, whether that's buying something, putting in my card on Amazon, like the excitement of the moment, you know, shopping therapy. We're trying to avoid this discomfort. Instead of doing that, how can I be with that part of me that's needing witnessing and find a way to meet it? And it doesn't have to cost money. And see, what is the need that's underneath this? Investigating that for yourself. Like, I have no problem with purchasing experiences. Like I said, maybe I go out and I buy a board game because I know I'm going to be able to play with friends and family. I wouldn't actually do that now because I have a whole bunch of board games at home. But I now have an experience with friends that's possible. Um, or working with a coach or going to a yoga class um, or breath work (laughs) like paying to do a group breath work session or a one-on-one with a coach these are experiences that I can't create necessarily for myself in the same way like if I go to a hot yoga studio I don't have the ability to do a hot yoga class at home yes I could watch a video on YouTube but I can't recreate that experience or going to a group breathwork class where I have the energy of everyone around me, this is something that I've deemed to be worthwhile for me. And so again, it's this awareness underneath it all. And I found this process to be super enjoyable. It's had some hits and misses. Um, (laughs) Like I just made ginger beer and it was a huge miss. (laughs) I think I over-fermented it. And uh, it's like slightly alcoholic, 
but not like alcoholic alcoholic so you're not gonna get drunk from it not that i was trying to but it's also not like a soft drink like a pop that's sweet i don't know what happened i'm gonna have to retry i like mixed multiple recipes and anyway it's kind of fun though <laughs> like i wouldn't know what that if i hadn't experienced it um and so yeah more experiences more life more me along the way and kind of confronting this idea of perfectionism like it's not nothing's gonna look perfect when i make it myself do it myself um but i am learning more about myself through this and i was talking about this with a friend and <laughs> she's like I really enjoy how you're being present with stuff more and then also allowing things to shift and flow. And I was talking with another friend about, you know, this need to move. She's in an insecure housing situation. She might be moving. And I shared with her about, you know, me moving every year or two for an entire decade and um, where that kind of came from and sharing how now I can be really present no matter where I am and I don't feel this need to travel because there's more travel too you know we see on social media it's the same thing whether I'm purchasing a car jewelry clothing shoes whatever it might be travel has also become this like more is better type thing um I don't really feel the need to do that anymore and so it's when you're able to be present with things I don't need as much I don't need more because everything I need is here in this present moment and being with whether it's those uncomfortable feelings whether it's uh, the joy that exists in the present moment the simplicity I have a post coming out about the beautiful in-between and presence and I'll go more into that at a different time but the beautiful in-between is like whether you're experiencing chaos, uncertainty, change, which we all are. That's the whole life, <laughs> whole constant. The only constant in life is change, um, which brings uncertainty. And it's the ability to be in these beautiful in-between moments, sitting with the sun on your face where everything melts away and having that presence. That is more to me that means more than going to the mall and buying something so this is this is a shorter episode and it's my birthday episode too i should have put that in the beginning um so i was referencing some substack articles i actually have 25 percent off for my birthday so if you go to my substack you can get 25 percent off of a substack subscription uh, i appreciate your support there and because I do put a lot of thought and effort into producing this stuff. But if you're not able to, for whatever reason, financially or otherwise, and you want to support me, sharing this with other people on social media, sending them the link, commenting is always appreciated. So thank you for being here. Um, yeah. And so, yes, coming back to the meaning... Oh yeah, I should also mention it's 50% off if you want to join us for the group breathwork session. Like I said, I have no problem. I was like, how does my business fit into this myth of more? Because I offer a service and like I'm selling things. I'm part of this capitalist system 
that I just said I don't support the way that it functions now. But I also realized some of the best experiences of my life where I've been the most seen and heard and held have been with coaches. I've been in breathwork facilitation trainings or sessions with other facilitators. And I was like, "Mm, I would pay for an experience. I do pay for experiences. I have paid for experiences. So I feel in alignment offering those services still. So if you're like, you're a fold of crap, Elizabeth. I've thought about that and this is how it feels true to me because it does not feel good to offer a service necessarily with my time for free. I do put my content out there for free. This podcast is free. My writing is free. I produce things on Instagram because I want this message to get out there. And I believe connection, we all should have that and everything I talk about essentially comes down to connecting with yourself on a deeper level and um, I don't necessarily have to justify this I know but I just thought it fits in with this myth of more of where we try and where we are figuring out for ourselves what is important like I've said this whole time if I were to summarize it's like how can I have more meaning in my life and it's not necessarily things it's people it's experiences it's connection it's this investigation this exploration of self is what does it for me at least I'm not going to say that's what it does for you and so I offer that through my services to others they are completely non-essential you do not need to buy them you do not need to pay me anything in order to connect with yourself I just put them out there as an invitation if you feel called so that's my little uh little aside there And also to say, if you do feel called for my birthday, you're getting 50% off this month's uh, community breathwork call. I don't know if you've heard me talk about them before. Um, Open space is an open space for anyone to join. It's the first Monday of the month. Um, And so yeah, it'll be 50% off if you use the code birthday when you register. So you can try out some breathwork, be in community. (sighs) I cannot wait to facilitate it and see you there. It's one of the things that brings me joy and meaning. So I want more of that in my life. So I will be offering more of that going forward. And as I kind of wrap up this episode, and I've made my invitations now, um, just some parting thoughts and questions for you are about where do you find meaning in your life? Whether that's, you know, maybe it's your work, maybe it's a hobby you do, maybe it's raising your children, maybe it's, you know, having a tea like it is for me or, or just breath work or meditation or um, creating something, whether that's creating food like bread or whether that's creating art or whether that's whatever it might be, writing and putting things out there, um, It's like, what brings you meaning? And you don't necessarily have to monetize it. It's not me here being like hustle culture. It's just, what brings you meaning? And how can you bring that more into your life and prioritize that? How can you make it become a daily occurrence for you to connect with this thing that brings you meaning? And just becoming aware of that. What is something that maybe you're purchasing now that 
it's time to let go of. Maybe that's a subscription. Maybe that's um, going out and shopping. Maybe you want to avoid malls in the future. Maybe it's, you know, I've been guilty of this, going on Facebook Marketplace too much or going to thrift store too much um, just to purchase things. Like noticing these impulses in our life where we're trying to avoid the uncomfortable moments by filling them with something else. Whether that's food, whether that's shopping, whether that's whatever else, I believe it's all the same impulse at the end of the day. And so noticing that, just catching yourself as it goes on. And just taking note. That's the first part. We're talking about awareness here. And then maybe you can brainstorm some steps after that. So sending you so much love. Reminder. 25% off for the Breathing Space Substack and 50% off to join us live for this month's Community Breath Call on October 2nd. That's the first Monday. Um, And I have them every month, the first Monday of the month. And I will continue doing that. So I will see you guys there. Please share this with a friend or rate and review on Apple or Spotify podcasts would be helpful. Or send it to someone who you think would benefit. All right, see you guys next in the next episode.